All right, Boog, first of all, would you recommend a general height and weight for a young first baseman? Well, I don't, I don't think there's any set size that a first baseman has to be. Uh, I think that uh, contrary to popular belief that you have to be more agile than, than a lot of people, you know, have to think that you would be at first base. Uh, there's a lot of big guys that play first base, but uh, they don't, they don't play first base like it's supposed to be played. Uh, I consider first base a, a legitimate position as third base or a shortstop or something else. And there's there's so many things that you can do over there that should be done and should be done right that a lot of people don't get that, that a lot of people don't do. All right, is there a particular glove that you think a young first baseman should use? What should he look for when he goes in the store with mom and dad? Well, there's you know. Uh, all first baseman mitts are basically basically standard. Uh, it all depends on a, on the individual taste. I I think that uh, I myself uh, prefer a regular fielder's type web instead of the third finger, like a lot of the first baseman first base mitts have, uh, simply because uh, I think it's looser and I, and you can catch the ball up in the in the uh, in the web a lot easier than you can with a with a three fingered. Uh, first baseman. Mm -hmm. Alright, that was my next question. How much of the hand would you recommend that a young first baseman put in the glove? Well, I would say all of his hand until he until he learns, uh, you know, exactly what he's doing out there. Personally, you know, with my own personal taste, I like to keep one finger out of the glove. But this is after years and years of experimenting and finding which way is best for me. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, that if, a, that if a young first baseman just goes out and gets a glove and puts his hand in the glove the way it's supposed to be, in other words, where the, uh, where the channels are for the fingers, mm -hmm. just put your fingers in there. And then maybe later he can start experimenting a little bit. Uh, another note on uh, that I think is very important about a glove, and I've, I've always done it since I've had a first base glove, is to uh, try to break it in to where you can catch a ball anywhere inside of the glove. In other words, if you catch a ball up in the heel, uh, you can close down on it and you can still catch it because a lot of times at first base if you get a ball in the dirt or something like that you have to be able to you know catch the ball up in the hill you don't know exactly where the ball is going to go so I think it's important to break in a glove where you can catch a ball anywhere in that glove if that, if that ball goes in that glove you should be able to catch it that's good Bo guy no one has ever said that to us before alright basically now with no runners on base where in general would a young first baseman position himself, being that he doesn't know his hitters? Well, uh, on a left-hand hitter, I, I think that a, that a first baseman should play as deep as he can uh, and still have time to get to first base. This is, this is essential on both well, left-handed and right-handed hitters, to play as far away from the bag to take a possible hit away as you can and still have time to get back to first base. Um, it's it's hard to say exactly maybe maybe 10 feet off the line say to start out with on, with a left-handed hitter and then uh, for a right-hand hitter maybe uh, oh maybe double that maybe 20 feet off the line and play just as like I said before just as deep as you possibly can good all right with the runner on first where should the first baseman's feet be when holding on a runner and should he be giving a target to his pitcher uh, well, you should uh, should always face the pitcher. Uh, 
this is the way I feel about it, and be able to move either way. So if the pitcher wants to throw over there, and he makes a throw to your left, uh, being a right-handed first baseman, uh, if he makes a throw to my left, I have to be able to move to my left real quick. In other words, I can't be leaning one way, or I can't, can't have my feet crossed or, or be facing towards the runner. I want to be facing exactly towards the pitcher. So if the pitcher does throw over there, that I can go either way in a hurry. Um, what was the other question? <laughs> all right, should he be given that target to that pitcher oh, all the uh, time? I don't think it's necessary. Um, I, I prefer just to keep my hands on my knees and be ready to move it. I feel it personally very uncomfortable to hold my arm out and to be able to move to my right especially. You know, like if I'm holding my arm out and I have to go that way or adjust, it's, it's, uh, it's one more thing that you have to do that you don't need to do. And I think the pitcher... Uh, uh, when he's going to throw over there, he doesn't pay any attention to the target anyway. He sees you over there. You're the target. So I, I think that would be the uh, uh, reason for not giving a target. That's a good point because all of the coaches that I know teach young kids to keep that glove up there. Let's get back to the feet for just a minute. I think what some youngsters uh, have asked more than anything else is, where should those feet be? Should they be like um, cutting the bag in half when they're straddling, or should they be in front of the bag toward the pitcher? When you're holding a runner right on? Right. Well, I position my foot right right on the line. Where the line comes to the bag, I put the, put the foot right parallel to the bag. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to put your foot on the bag because if, a, if the, there's a pickoff attempt and the, and the throw comes over there and the runner comes sliding back in the first, he's liable to cut your foot or something. So, And I still have had my foot cut with my foot on the inside of the bag, you know. So you just, you want to, you want to, Get yourself as good a position as you can over there, and still be able to still be able to make uh, the throw and to make a tag, and yet not get cut or anything else. Okay, should a young first baseman catch all balls with just one hand, the glove hand, to start with? Should he get into that habit right away? Well, the first base glove is designed to catch the ball with one hand, first of all, and. And I don't, if a, if a kid is going to be a first baseman and that's all he's going to be, yeah. If you're going to be, uh, if you're going to play some of the other positions, no. I think that a first baseman can get by with catching the ball with one hand and learning to catch the ball with one hand because you, because you have to in game situations. Very good. I, I go for that. What should a young first baseman do so that he knows exactly where the base is when he's catching the ball and he's coming from his normal position? Well, well, the first thing you do when you're when you're running to the base is position yourself with the base base between your legs. Uh, run up and put your heels right up against the inside of the base, facing towards second base. And then you're not committed. In other words, you don't put your right foot or your left foot on the bag. You just stand in front of the bag and you wait until you see where the throw is going to be, and then you adjust. In other words, I I personally I catch everything with my right foot on the bag. So I'll position myself with my right foot, well, maybe my left foot, just a little bit more out in front of my right foot. Uh, but I know that I'm going to use my uh, my right foot. This is my own personal way of, of doing it. Uh, but a lot of guys like to shift. In other words, they'll get to the base, and if the ball's to their right, they'll shift and put their left foot on the bag and catch the ball that way. Or, you know, vice versa, if the ball's to the inside, I'm going to put their right foot on the bag. But I, I, I feel it works best for me putting my right foot on the bag all the time. That's a, the next question that I was going to ask you. Before a young kid who is just developing into a first baseman, uh, how do you feel about that? Should they start shifting back and forth on a ball that's thrown to their left or right 
and what dictates to them, and I tell you, well, they have more problems probably with this than almost anything else. What dictates to them when they have to stretch for a ball as to what foot they put on a bag and what foot they step in the stretch with? Well, it, it's it's like I said, it's a, it's a matter of preference. For me, I've, I've proven it to people that have come up to me and said, uh, I can stretch further to my right if I put my left foot on my on the bag and stretch out that way. So and I coach? say and I say no. Yeah. And I say put your right foot on the bag and stretch across with your with your left foot and I'll guarantee you'll stretch at least a half a foot further. And you can you can reach further by going across your body, I think, than you can with putting your left foot on the bag. And the same with a lot of first basemen will take a throw, a high throw, they'll they'll step in back of the bag. I, I feel that you can stand on the bag and jump straight up in the air and come down on the bag and catch that ball a lot better than you can going back across the bag. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a matter of uh, preference. And, and I, I think that a young kid, if he was to go out and experiment with these things himself, uh, the things that I'm saying might not be right for him. You know, but if he was to go out and just try some things himself, he might find some things that, that would suit him better than, than what suits me. All right. When picking up a ground ball and throwing to second for an attempted at force out or double play, how is the ball normally thrown for a right-hander or a left-hander, overhand and underhand? Uh, what dictates it? Well, in a, in a bunt situation, uh, say for instance, the first baseman's charging, I'll have to pivot. I'll have to turn around. Uh, in other words, I'll have to stop, pivot, and turn completely around. So. It's easier to catch the ball down and throw from down there, mm -hmm. and it's quicker too because you're not wasting any motion coming up top. So if you catch the ball down there and just turn and throw sidearm, I, I think that that works out a lot, a lot better. Even on uh, pickoff plays, when a pitcher will pick a guy off first base and I got to make a throw to second base, it's easier to do that than to come back up here. You know, I think that it's just wasted motion and wasted time. All right, on that pivot now, you're facing home plate. You're picking up the ball. Right. You've run in and you've got it now. Right. You're in that crouched position. Right. When you say pivot, kids will ask you now, Boog, do I pivot? Do I turn all the way around toward first base and then right. back toward second, or do I back up and then throw? I think it's best to go to your to pivot on your right foot. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm right-handed. Then again, you know, it, it's it's a it's a more or less a. A matter of taste. Some guys feel that they can do it better going the other way. I don't think it matters. Just so that you get the job done, and take your time and make a good, accurate throw. This is this is the whole key to good baseball. Uh, don't be, don't try to be too flashy or anything. Just just catch the ball, take your time, make a good throw. You don't you don't have to worry too much about a double play, because chances are you're not going to get it. Just take your time and make a good throw to second base and get one for sure. All right, now, on a ground ball that's hit directly to you in your position back there on that double play throw, and if you are now in the base path when you pick it up, do you step either back or forward and try and get that good angle to second base on your throw, or do you try and throw, like, over the shoulder of the runner? Uh, well, it, it's, not a, it's not a good position to be in, you know. I, I usually try to position myself before the ball is hit to avoid having to throw directly into the runner. In other words, in front of him or behind him, not you know, in a line to where that I will have to throw and hit him. Of course, you never know what a runner's going to do. A runner might go outside on you sometimes, but uh, a lot of times you just don't have time to move. I mean, you you're you're taking a, a gamble when you throw the ball. A lot of times I'll throw the ball and I can't even see the second baseman. 
but I'll just let it go anyway and try to keep the ball up, you know, so that so, so the second baseman or the shortstop, whoever's covering, can see the ball. Uh, because if I throw the ball down, he's watching the runner, and the ball's going to come somewhere on either side of the runner, and it's and it cuts down on his reaction time. So I try to keep the ball up so he can adjust back. All right, now the Young's first baseman is thrown to second. The confusion starts. Who covers first? What dictates it to that young first baseman now? Well, most of, most of the time, uh, on a play like that, you're not gonna you're not gonna get. Uh, there's no way the first baseman can get back. You just gotta wait and hope the pitcher is covering first base. Okay. Um, if you're holding a runner on, say, and there's a ball hit to you, and you can throw the ball, and you don't have to go too far away from first base, and you make the throw to second, then you can hustle and get back to first base. But if you're playing in a normal position, you just might as well forget about getting back to first base. All right, good. Now, pickoffs, cutoffs, real age. What dictates to you when you are a cutoff man, and also what dictates to you as to whether you are a relay man or whether you're letting it go all the way in the home plate? Well, the situation dictates. Uh, really, you're you're saying to yourself, say so you got to run on second base, and you say to yourself. Uh, a ball hit to the right fielder or the center fielder, I'm a cutoff man. Okay. Uh, you go into the mound and you give your outfielders a target. In other words, you hold your arms straight up in the air to give your outfielder something to, something to see, something to throw at, you know, and line him up the catcher. Um, that's about all there is to, to cutoffs at first base. Uh, you can trail a runner. Uh, we had a good, a good example of it the other day here, and I've, I've practiced it probably for on nine or ten years now, we had an example where we had a guy hit a hit a double in the left center, and uh, what seemed to be just a, a routine double, our center fielder Paul Blair went over and he cut the ball off, and I trailed the runner going to second base. In other words, I followed him all the way to second base, and he was undecided whether to go to third or not, and he got halfway and he got hung up, and I was standing. Fortunately, I was standing on second base. Uh, Paul Blair hit the cutoff man. The cutoff man hits me. Boom! We take the guy out. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is just little things that you learn to do that, that don't, you know, most of the times uh, nothing ever happens, yeah. but sometimes it's going to save you a ball game. All right, now a youngster is in that cutoff position, Boog. For a young kid now, would you recommend that when that outfielder picks up the ball, that he watches the ball now all the way in flight, or does he try and catch uh, out of the corner of his eyes to where the base runners are? No, you can't do that. You just okay. you have to you have to stay with the ball all the way and rely on your catcher to let you know what to do with the ball. Great. Uh, unless you got unless you see the guy fall down or you know something that's something that's out of the ordinary like that. Most of the time, if, after you practice this enough, you'll know when to cut the ball off and when not to cut the ball off. Uh, what kind of what what the runner in, on second base what his speed is if he can make it or not how the ball is hit and uh, these th these are little things that you just start to pick up you know as you as you go along um, and that, that's really all there is uh, to pickoffs I mean uh, uh, relays I mean mm -hmm. uh, all right now is there we'll just end that as far as first base is concerned and for you now. Thinking about youngsters and, and knowing that there are a lot of kids around in the country uh, who do think that they would like to be a, a first baseman someday, is there any advice other than what we've said about the technical part of the game uh, that you would like to say to any kids who are playing first base now in junior highs and senior highs somewhere? Well, first of all, I'd like to, I'd like, I'd like to repeat, you know, that uh, 
first basemen usually have a reputation of being slow and being big, and uh, guys play there that can't play anywhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's one of the most important positions on the ball club. And if a, if a young fellow wants to play first base, to go out and practice catching ground balls. This is how I started. I signed as an outfielder. I wasn't a first baseman. And uh, I went to an instructional league, and I caught, oh, about 250 to 300 ground balls every day. And uh, uh, I was fortunate to have a man like uh, Eddie Robinson, who's now the general manager with Atlanta. He worked with me every day, working around the bag. Uh, just just do things until they get to be habits. This is, this is probably the biggest thing about playing any position. Just do things until they come natural. You know, just keep doing repetition over and over and over, and you'll get tired of doing it. But sooner or later, uh, it's going to pay off. You're going to get in a situation where, you know, you won't even have to think what to do. I mean, it'll just it'll just come natural to you. And I think that's what, well, not only first base, but baseball or uh, any other position or you know anything you do in life. If you do it enough, you can yes. do it good. Yes. Brooke, I want to thank you very, very much.